Jesus started out his ministry the same way he continues it today. Today on Rooted Daily, we're reading what Mark tells us about the first days of the ministry of Jesus. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where in 10 minutes or less, each day we root you in the Bible so you can grow with God. I'm Brandon Levy, and very early on in Jesus' ministry, John Mark describes this time when Jesus went to Sabbath worship. He went to a synagogue. And we know from the passage that this ended up being a worship service unlike anything the congregation had ever seen before. In fact, John Mark says they were astonished. This was groundbreaking for them. And it was foreshadowing of what worship in the future church would look like. Now let's read it in Mark chapter 1 verses 21 through 28. Then they went into Capernaum and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his teaching for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out saying, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be quiet and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had convulsed and cried out with a loud voice, he came out of him. Then they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority he commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And immediately his fame spread throughout all the region around Galilee. Wow. I mean, I've been to a lot of church services, but I've never seen anything like that. And let's be clear, this is Old Testament synagogue worship, not the New Testament worship of the church. And in Mark, this is an account of Jesus' life meant to demonstrate Mark's point that he is the Son of God. And this passage certainly does that. But even though it's in a different context, and it isn't a a perfect parallel to how we worship today, maybe it does give us a clue of what the church would look like if Jesus showed up. And In that sense, I think there are three components of what Jesus does that should now be a part of any church service that Jesus is welcome to, that he's invited to. Number one, you've got to have some demons, right? That's a joke. No, no, the real thing I I noticed first is Jesus taught as someone with authority. The word authority is found 10 times in Mark. Suddenly and beyond anyone's expectations, Jesus assumes power possible only to God and rights and prerogatives reserved only for God. And now this, of course, wasn't Jesus' first time in a synagogue. We know he's spoken in a synagogue before, uh, and when he spoke, it impressed the congregation before. But this time, it, it was just jaw-dropping. He, we get caught up in the, the exorcism uh, that happens next. But even before that happens, Mark says the congregation was astonished when Jesus just spoke, when he taught. And while you're a preacher, isn't God in the flesh behind the pulpit? When he opens up the word of God and he preaches from it, it should be astonishing. When Ezra read from the law, everyone there stood, Nehemiah 8.5. And while that's not a command that we need to stand every time we read from the Bible, 
It is a good example of the kind of reverence we need to have when the very words of God are read to us. You know, the church service that Jesus walks into would not have dull, boring preaching without any real sense that the words being repeated are the very words of God. No, the worship service that Jesus goes to has preaching that astonishes people, not just by the presentation, that's not what we're talking about here, but by the audience and the preacher alike understanding just how awesome the content is. It's spoken with authority because it has the authority of the word of God. And at the end of the passage, the congregation's question also gives us an insight into this kind of astonishing preaching and what it looks like. They ask, what is this? What new doctrine is this? When Jesus preached, and this is you know, obviously part of the, the exorcism too, but the kind of preaching that Jesus modeled challenged the audience. They thought it was a, a new doctrine. And Jesus will go on to say later, no, 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 it, it's not new. He didn't come to get rid of the law, but to fulfill it. But Jesus' kind of preaching was so astonishing because it turned what they already knew and were comfortable with upside down. It challenged its listeners. If Jesus is invited to the worship service, the preaching should be astonishing because of its content coming with the authority of God's word and it challenging the congregation to think and act differently. The second thing I noticed about this service is Jesus exercised authority over the powers of darkness. And you know, already at that point, people are perplexed, they're astonished with Jesus' teaching, the authority with which he taught it, as if he were the authority in himself, which of course we know he was. But then suddenly, during Jesus' teaching, a man with an unclean spirit, another word for a demon, caused a disturbance in the congregation. Can you imagine what would happen if that happened in a service you were at? It'd kind of freak you out, wouldn't it? This demon-possessed man was so totally controlled by the demon that he could not stand to listen to Jesus' teaching. Now, the congregation there that day were only dimly starting to process this teacher who taught uh, with such compelling authority. But then suddenly, the demon speaks through the voice of the man, and he says, let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. And the congregation may not understand who Jesus is, but there's no doubt in the mind of the demon. And then, with one command of clear, simple, brief authority, Jesus says only seven words. Be quiet and come out of him. And instantly the demon obeys and comes out of the man in this horrible, demonic scream. And then, just like that, he was perfectly whole and free from the demon's power. No one had ever seen anything like that. No one had ever seen anything like this before. What, what power, what authority, the power wasn't just a spell. It wasn't a formula, it wasn't an incantation or an elaborate rite. The power was in Jesus himself. Now, we can dig deeper into demons and demon possession maybe another time, but today the point is a church service that Jesus attends isn't about just sitting through a 40-minute sermon and singing some songs and going through the motions of prayer, just the, the routine of our worship. It's not about just being in the pews. No, a church service that Jesus attends is like a 
battle with evil. It's the way that we should keep marching forward in our Christian race while fighting off sin. And here, the reaction of the congregation was sheer amazement. And again, the word authority comes up. Verse 27 says, they debated among themselves saying, what is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. You know, the effect of this kind of power and authority, it was uh, electrifying. They began to realize that Jesus was not just some simple wandering religious rabbi. He was a power to be reckoned with. Finally, there's one last marker of a church service Jesus would attend here, I think. Verse 28 says, And immediately his fame spread throughout everywhere, all the region surrounding Galilee. In a church service that Jesus would attend because the preaching was done with the authority of God's word, it challenged everyone there, and because in that service, the people were assured that in Jesus we have the power to battle sin. That message would be so astonishing that we wouldn't be able to contain it within the four walls of a building. You know, when Jesus went to church, the news of his power and his authority, it spread everywhere. The people were unable to remain quiet about the wonder they had witnessed that day. And every day more incredible things would happen, which only fed into the fame of Jesus. And the church, we're not looking for fame, but we also should have a message that is so astonishing we can't contain it. You know, people had to share this with everyone they met. They couldn't hold it in. Now here in Mark 1, this isn't the church, and it's not a perfect parallel. But the true church that we see in the New Testament is all of these things and more. The question for us is, is that the church we're a part of? And if not, how do we get there? And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thank you for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and we use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content, you wanna make sure that others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent and be baptized and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.